What's up, everybody, and welcome to a very special episode of the Frame Skip Podcast. I am your host for the evening, Elijah Steele, and with me is I'm sticking with it, George. I'm sticking with it, sticking with it, <laughs> I'm sticking with it, George. Yeah. Cam Newton lost. Sticking with it. Yeah, the Patriots are not a good team. Everyone's been waiting 20 years for this, and I don't care. You know why I don't care, Elijah? Uh, because now you know how I felt for the longest no, time. No, because six Super Bowl rings. I don't care. Um, you know, I can't say anything. You're not as bad as Steelers fans. I will say that. I think I'm personally not. I, I know for a fact I'm not the most annoying Patriots fan. That is very true. I know some very annoying. I do too. I went to a San Francisco Patriots bar and like, I was like, Oh, it'd be fun to just watch it with other fans. I went there one time. I couldn't handle it. There was one guy who after every play would just go good Cause this was like during the deflate gates. <laughs> and he just said that after every snap that the Patriots like lost yardage on. And I was just like, dude, you're literally the most annoying person in the entire world right now. <laughs> That's amazing and terrible. At the I would rather watch this game with Roger Goodell than watch it with you. <laughs> it would be interesting to watch it with Goodell. I don't really have, have much more than that, but it would be very interesting to actually sit there and watch football with Goodell and see what he says. The I loved it during the, the draft this year, how he kept having like wardrobe changes. I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah, I agree. I also love the look of uh, Titans coach Vrabel. Yeah. Uh, hit like his behind him setup, mm-hmm. where it just had his family standing there, like they were militant. Well, I mean, and I'm like, I'm kind of. He scared. knew that it was a big year because he said if he made the Super Bowl last year, he'd chop his own penis off. So, lots of expectations in the Vrabel household. That's a, that's true. He absolutely said that. I don't doubt it. That's why the look on my face is just. That's why I was that's why I was happy when they beat the Patriots. I'm like, yeah, had to end sometime. But then that's why I was really happy when they beat the Ravens. <laughs> so we have a very special show today. It is just us two. So this is gonna be much more of a nice fireside chat. We're gonna go along with the normal setup of the show, but it's gonna be a lot calmer. Yeah. No, it's not. It's a pretty calm day in the United States. It's um November. Nothing out of the ordinary. November third today, Tuesday. Yeah, I, I, I can't think of any reason why anything would be out of the ordinary. No, it just feels like any other podcast. Exactly. Yeah, that black that black pit in my stomach is always there. Before we get into what we've been playing, let's start off with a couple questions we Ooh. have. Fra- I can English first from Alden. What do the both of you think of our chances of seeing a PSVR 2 within the next 1 to 1.5 years? Or at all, considering Sony's want to abandon their non-mainline hardware in terms of software support. So, George, I don't know if you saw a news article that came out, I'm going to say a couple days ago. Yeah, I think it was three or four. I did see it. Didn't love it, but I did see it. About how they are not really planning any PSVR support in the next two years. Yeah. Um, so, Alden, uh, to start things off, I don't like your chances of seeing new PSVR yeah. in the next one and a half to two and a half years. <laughs> um, yeah. Just to get that yeah, over I, with. But I'm I'm okay with that. And here's why I'm okay with that. I have PlayStation VR. 
I love PlayStation VR. I don't think it's very good, but I really enjoy it. Like, I think the screen quality sucks. I feel like I'm constantly having to take the headset off to wipe down the lenses so I can see things a bit more clearly, but there's just so much screen dooring. It's a pain in the butt to set up. I had it. I had a really nice setup in my apartment in San Francisco, but then I moved and now I'm back home and just the orientation of my room and the living room, there's no easy place to set it up. And I have a dog, so there's just so many cables for it to chew on and trip over. And it's just not a sexy piece of hardware. And say what you will about PlayStation 5. Traditionally, Sony, I think, makes very sexy hardware. So this one feels like kind of an anomaly. It's a little clunky. I think taking a few years off is a good thing, just seeing where the technology goes. Uh, We have some members of this podcast who have an Oculus 2, right? Is that the, that's the unit? And they love it. They swear by it. Um, and they were just really able to iterate quickly on the tech for that. So I like the idea of Sony taking a step back for a couple of years, really sort of getting all of its ducks in a row, and then coming back strong, like either with like a refresh of the PlayStation 5 or uh, PlayStation 6, if, if we're lucky to get there. Again, I don't know what's happening today, but something's going to happen today. <laughs> so we'll see if we get to PlayStation 6. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. I I love my PSVR. Uh, I play it almost every day. Oh yeah, you in you fact, beat Saber workout, right? Yes, I beat Saber and Box VR. Ooh. Um, and in fact, we'll get to it in when we talk about the games we've been playing. I've been playing Vader Immortal even, and I Alden knows I am buying a used Quest Oculus Quest One at the end of this mm-hmm. month, and. I love PSVR, but yes, I am I am glad they are taking some time off. There are some things I don't like how no PS5 games will have VR support, which irks me, sure. but whatever. Um, but I, I do think, I don't think this is the end for VR for PlayStation. Not at all. Um, I think they are going to keep keep up, keep tabs on what is going on in the VR scape and go from there. Uh, I I do think they are currently working on PSVR too. Yeah. I I do think there is current R and D going on for it. So it's not coming anytime soon, but I don't think it's the also granted we're nerds, but like, I don't, I don't know. Like I, I tend to support Sony consoles uh, as best I can, uh, as best as like my interests and, games I'm passionate about allow me to be uh, like I supported the shit out of the Vita that didn't seem to matter very much but it seemed like PlayStation's even though PSVR I think technically has sold less than PSVR Sony has supported PSVR Wait, even even though PSVR has sold less than PSVR oh sorry than PS Vita sorry apologies um, uh, last I saw PSVR has sold over 5 million and Vita has sold a little over 13 yeah, million. Yeah, I think it like just barely outsold the Wii U or just undersold the Wii U, something like that. I but it seems like, I think out, but it seems like Sony cares so much more about VR. Like they know that this is a yes. space worth playing in. Um, yes, exactly. God, I wish they just supported everything the way they supported the PSP, but God, we, we, we should be, we should I, be so I, lucky. I just wish they supported the PS Vita as much as they supported literally anything else. Yeah, do. and that's to say that I love my PSVR games. I'm eager to play them. Uh, the way I plan on playing Days Gone for the first time on the PS5, because I saw some details about how it's going to be boosted or whatever, 
Uh, I'm excited for that. And I hope VR games get the same sort of love and attention once PSVR 2, I think, inevitably comes out. I don't think it's going to be anytime soon, but I think it is a, a matter of when and not if. And granted, I'm still going to play my current slash upcoming VR games on PS5 because they'll just run better. Like, they will they will load faster and they'll just play Plus, run better. I don't know. I like the design of the PlayStation 5. I know I'm in the minority. Um, you can't make no, it much know. uglier, so you might as well just plug your PSVR stuff into it. Like, I mean, like what's that going to hurt, you know? <laughs> it's, true. it's already some weird thing from... The, the future people thought we'd have in 1999. Why not add a little USB blacktop box tumor to it? Why not? I, I granted, I am literally buying my friends used quest one mainly on the premise of, so I can play beat saber at lunch break at work and to play phasmophobia in VR. That sounds, that sounds worth it. Especially considering how much you love phasmophobia. As we talked about last week, you were a big fan. Our next question from Brandon good friend of the show with new consoles coming soon. What were your past console launch experiences? Did you camp outside a store delayed shipping woes? George, do you have any good ones for us? Because I know I sure do. Uh, I don't have many good ones. No. Um, I'm a child of divorce. So I got uh, pretty lucky, you know, besides the whole divorce thing. Um, I got like a Wii and a PS3 the same Christmas and like one was from one parent, the other was from the other parent. So I just got to try and fail at Metal Gear Solid 4, get bored of that and then go play Mario Galaxy immediately after. That was a a pretty great Christmas, pretty great console launch. The only console launch I've been to have been PS Vita and PS4. And my PS4 experience was super smooth. I was able to pay for everything up front except for the tax. I don't know why I couldn't pay that until I actually got the object. Uh, that was that. Okay. That was weird, but uh, I remember showing up to the Best Buy in uh, I think it was Culver City, Los Angeles, back when I lived there. And man, it was great. It's super easy experience. Got to go up. I pre-ordered it in June, like right after E three. And uh, yeah, went and picked it up, and then I, you know, they let you into the store, but then they were like calling certain uh, people like alphabetically, so they did like a big big group okay. of people first. So I actually had time to walk around the store and like see all the PS four games laid out. Um, and so I got to pick up a couple more. I think that was when I got Assassin's Creed, and that was when I got uh, Battlefield 4. Nice. But yeah, that was super smooth. And PS Vita, I couldn't get the the basic unit, which is what I wanted, so I ended up getting the 3G model. And um, yeah, I thought that one was going to be a sellout in Burlington, Vermont, but it absolutely was not. Um, <laughs> I think they only got like one or two of the basics, and so that was why that sold out, but they had five of like the other ones left. And I was able to just go in, and I grabbed a crap ton of games off the shelf for that and then skip class the rest of the afternoon just to play with that someday i do want to get a 3d vita or 3g vita just because i've never seen one in person like i i know the 3g and wi-fi vitas are the exact same but i've never actually seen one of the 3g vitas in it person. literally just has like, an extra slot for a sim card that's i think is the only difference um God, that's amazing i want one so and bad. i gotta be honest man like uh this vita slim is so much better i i oh yeah i accidentally i have okay as like i accidentally packed up my 3g i thought i was packing it into the car but uh the box got taken and put into our storage unit and so i bought a new vita because i'm like well i have all these games i gotta put i need something to play them on and i got the uh the vita slim i got the aqua blue one and man that thing is just so much better in every conceivable way <laughs> 
See, the problem with me is I love the Vita so much that I am going to end up doing what a lot of people do with Game Boys, where I'm going to try and collect every color, oh, nice. except Vitas are way too expensive. Yeah, they're all like, I, I, I got lucky. I got my Vita, like the aqua blue one off eBay for like 110 but wow. I like really didn't trust the person and then I got it and it's like basically pristine perfect. I'm like, okay, I got really lucky. Uh, I'll send you the, uh, the seller. Cause I think you had a couple more, wow. but yeah, like, I think my PSP was more expensive than my Vita. I got like a uh, silver the... PSP 3000 and yeah, I think that one cost more. I think I bought mine. Oh no, I traded for my PSP. I traded a Star Wars: The Old Republic Collector's Edition. I bought for thirty bucks at GameStop. Oh, dude, I got that same. I got that same deal. Yeah. <laughs> I I I traded that for a silver PSP. So I'm like, all yeah. right. Um, you didn't want that Darth Malga statue anymore. I mean, I really wanted a PSP. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> uh, for my like pre-order and console launch experiences, really. Only two I have are actually the same two you mentioned. Uh, Vita was super smooth. I just went and stood at Walmart at midnight. Mm-hmm. And, like, clock struck 12.01. And I'm like, can you go in back and get one of these for me, please? I'm like, all right. Yeah. And that's kind of how, like, a week before the console came out, I picked up ta- Touch My Katamari and Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3 from GameStop. I'm still looking for that one. I'm still, I still need that one for my, my collection. So for a week, I just sat there like, yeah, I can play these right. games someday. Um, and then PS4 was really the first console launch I did and was a part of. I mean, even we, I was in school. So like my mom picked up my pre-order mm-hmm. for me and everything. So like I've never really been a part of console launch beforehand, but it did and didn't go smoothly. And I say that because... There were two lines outside GameStop at midnight. The line of people who pre-ordered their consoles and the line of people who didn't and were hoping to get one. Sure. Which line of people do you think they let go for, go in first? Uh, the people who didn't have their pre-orders. Exactly. So the people who have their pre-orders are like, what's going on? Why are you doing this to us? <laughs> we had a deal. So uh, that's really... The only unsmooth part about it, again, a week before the console came out, I had like seven PS4 games, an extra controller, and a camera. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah. I'm ready. I can, I, yeah. <laughs> I can use these someday. Yeah. Uh, have you gotten your, your DualSense controller in the mail? No. Um, I am not getting an extra one okay. yet. I'm just getting the base one with the console. So, uh I was very tempted to buy an extra one just because you can get them. Early. Yeah, I got some friends who got them in early. And like, again, like they're just like taking out of the box, just like holding it, being like, oh, man, I can't wait to plug this hey, into something. It's a dual yeah, sense. Yeah, basically. Rub, rubbing against my Yeah, beard. just chobotting all over it. Um, that's a verb, right? Yeah. Sure. It, it, it is, is now. now. Sure. Um, yeah, no, it was smooth. And like, uh, I think I've complained about East Coast football schedule and like sports scheduling in general. Where, like, the yep. games end at, like, midnight or, like, 1 a.m. And it's just awful. Um, yep. In California, because it's a three-hour time difference, you're able to go to the store at 9 to get your pre-order. Because, like, that's midnight <sighs> on the East Coast. 
so yeah, I just rolled into Best Buy at like eight thirty, and they were still they were open till nine anyway. So it was just like, oh yeah, it's just like the normal store. And then they started like corralling people in the back, so that was super smooth. And yeah, I think yeah, I went down launch day for Vita, but again, I went down like before after my morning class, but before my afternoon class. So it was like eleven thirty or something, and just like grabbed it. You know, I was having so much fun with Uncharted and then Assassin's Creed Liberation. I was just like, all right. Maybe, yeah, maybe my statistics class isn't that important. So I'll just uh, shoot that teacher an email. It is February after all. People get sick in February. It happens. Exactly. Um, actually, that Uncharted game is super fun. That's one of my favorite Platinums. I yeah, know. mine too. That I think that might be my favorite Uncharted game, to be honest. And like, I'm not saying that to be a smart ass. It's just, I don't... No, it, it, yeah, it's a very good Uncharted game. Well, it's the most game. video game of the Uncharted games. Like, it's got, it's got yes. the shortest cutscenes. It's got all this stuff. And like, the story's still super charming. Um, despite not having, you know, like four and a half minute long cutscenes to here, here's what we're going to have to do. The next time it's just you and I on a podcast, oh, just... we're just going to throw the entire formula out the window and just spend an hour talking about why the Vita is amazing. We do that. And then we talk about our favorite platinums. I'm all right. right. Well, next election cycle when Austin is busy. Exactly. And next pandemic when Seth is super busy, something to look forward can... to during the next nightmare exactly. tornado that the world is thrown into. <laughs> God, that's going to be an actual thing soon. There's a nightmare tornado yeah. hitting this Black town. hole hurricane moving its way down the Milky Way. The spiral arm. It's like, yeah, that checks out. Why not? <laughs> the Sharknado <laughs> has formed. on. <laughs> oh, cool. Sp- space uh, sharks. Wonderful. <laughs> uh, if you ever want. I haven't seen this movie personally, but there is a movie I want to watch called House Shark. Never heard of it. Watch the okay. trailer. Uh, I'm pretty sure the budget was like literally a $20 bill. Nice. And it looks amazing. My favorite is when the fin just comes up out of the toilet. Well, that's like a new nightmare. That'll that'll keep me up tonight. <laughs> While we're talking about nightmares, George, what have you been playing? Oh, man, I played a little bit more of Kingdoms of Amalur. Um, still really enjoying it. I finally got into like, I think the third area that you can go to, like the third big sprawling because it's, it's not really an open world game as much as like you want to think it is. It's like sort of compartmentalized. And it's like, I want to say seven or eight areas, but they're all huge. Um, the okay. game continues to be super fun. And I think Seth and I sort of cracked the code last week where we were just talking about it. And we we're like, oh, this is just what Fable should have been. Uh, yeah. So because of that, I've been really enjoying it. But I had a super fun day yesterday. I needed some supplies. So I went to the big city of Bangor, Maine, which is like an hour away. Hey. Yeah, that's what the that's the town that that movie it was based on. So, pretty excited to get yeah. out of there before the sun went down. Um, <laughs> but I went to one of my favorite stores on the planet. I probably shouldn't mention the name because they're not paying us, right? Is that how that goes? That's okay. fine. I went to this place called Bull Moose, and they have a freaking killer website, which I cannot recommend enough. Bullmoose.com. That's where I get all my used games, and it was a used and it was oh, a used cool. game store, and used movies, vinyl, magic cards, like they just got everything. Um, that sounds awesome. Yes, yeah, so I bought a whole bunch of just crap-looking games, some good-looking games. And um, I grabbed Mission Impossible Operation Surma, which I actually, I no joke love the Nintendo 64 Mission Impossible game. It's like the worst Metal Gear Solid knockoff ever. But it is incredibly enjoyable to 8-year-old George, who didn't have any other money to spend on another game that year. So it was real, like... Uh, what is it Stockholm syndrome where I was just like in a hostage crisis with this game. So I kind of had to love it, but I do love it. So I'm excited to check out the 
sort of sequel follow-up. I don't know. This one looks like garbage. Uh, I grabbed Battlefield 2. Oh, sorry. Everything you're saying about that Mission Impossible game has my Makes you want to check it out. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. Well, it even has, like, a first-person mode where, like, I didn't know that the first, you know, three hours I tried to play the game. I'm like, it's just so hard to line up a shot, and then you can just, like, press the right trigger on N64 and then just go into first-person, and I'm like, oh, this is 10 billion times easier. Um, but I grabbed, yeah, Mission Impossible Operation Surma for original Xbox. I grabbed Battlefield 2 for the original Xbox. Um, Ooh. That has a bot mode, which I'm excited for. I grabbed a game I've never heard of before for PS3 called Legendary. Yeah. Is that any good? Yeah, I know Legendary. I've never played it, but I know of it. I think I have well, That's it. the thing. It's just like know. if it's a game I've never heard of and there's one copy, like you best be sure I'm grabbing that copy off the wall. Um, that's fair. Let's see. I also grabbed The Incredible Hulk, the movie tie-in game for the original Xbox. Oh, yeah. That game. I remember playing that demo at Walmart. That game was garbage. Can't wait to play it. Uh, I finally got high-speed internet at my house. So I might actually start uh, game streaming. And I kind of just want to stream just like the random crappy tie-in movie games from the early 2Ks because that is my favorite era of garbage. Uh, speaking of garbage, I also grabbed X-Men Next Dimension, which is a 2D fighting game. I think mostly based on X-Men Evolution, but I could be wrong. Uh, but then I grabbed a game that I actually played in Elijah. I think I might have a new favorite weird game. Yes. Did you ever play Breakdown on the original Xbox? No. You mentioned this the other day. I want to know more about Okay, this. so Breakdown is like if Time Crisis made The Matrix. It's like if the two of those had a baby. So this is, uh, this is a game done completely in first person. And so, like, even to the point where, like, you know, you can pick up, you can pick up most things in the game environment. Like, if there's a coffee mug on the table, you can, like, grab it and you can drink the coffee and that'll, like, restore your health or whatever. But it's basically like you wake up from a coma and like uh, this woman's there and is like, I've got to save you. And then she just starts like running around all awkwardly. And it's clearly like, we, we you know, we speak a language being nerds. Like we see things and, and we yeah. know things. It's clear that they were, she was like running through time. And so you're like, okay, well that's kind of funky. And then you're immediately taken out of your coma room and put through, you know, like your aptitude training or whatever, which is just a tutorial. And then all of a sudden you go back to your room and they're like, oh, you should eat lunch. And then they poison you. And try to knock you out. And then a whole bunch of U.S. Navy SEALs storm the building. And they're about to kill you. And then the woman comes back through the time hole. And kills everyone. And then you're on a mission to escape this building you're in. And it's just such bad shooting mechanics. Like I was using lock-on. And I thought it was so awkward. Because you can't change targets once you lock-on. I'm like, well, that's not really. like some, oh, really? Sometimes they hide behind cover. And then I would like to switch to the person who's not behind cover. Because he's shooting me quite fiercely. And I don't like that. Um, but I recently saw right before I like shut the game down that you could actually turn off lock on and you could just do like first, like oh, first person okay. free aiming. So I'm going to try that. Hopefully that'll fix that problem. But, um, man, it's kind of, uh, it's got a little eternal darkness edge to it where it's just like, there's constantly like static on the screen. That's just like messing with the world. And it's just like your character's clearly having like a mental breakdown. Um, but before the game, the name, yeah, they did the thing that I love that they do in movies. Uh, like when Sean Connery says, welcome to the rock. It's just like, ah, oh, what a great moment. I've never seen oh, it's movie. really good, man. There's a fan. I have, I have it on picture. He disc. plays like a SAS spy that got caught in the sixties. And so like the fan theories that he was James Bond who got caught and sent to Alcatraz. Really good, <laughs> really good stuff. But they That's do that great. before the game even starts. I think you have to watch a trailer for the game and it's presented like an actual movie trailer. It's just such a weird artifact from that time. And granted, I only played like an hour, hour and a half of it. 
uh, I really, really enjoy my time with it, and I can't wait to go back and play more. That sounds awesome. And plus, it's a backwards compatible game on Xbox One. Um, that was specifically why I was buying that one in particular, because, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I got a room. Uh, my girlfriend does work in the room sometimes just because it's, like, quiet and private, and she's a lawyer, so she has to, like, dictate stuff. Uh, but I have an Xbox One that I bought for my dad as, like, his media center. And so I just wanted to grab something I could pop into the old disc tray. And, man, it is just so much fun to play. Update. I do not own Legendary. But uh, after finding out the premise of this, I need to pick up a copy on Xbox 360. What is it? Because I don't even know. Again, it was just I've never heard of this game. Um, a fantasy shooter set in an unprepared modern world a massive blockbuster movie experience. Society collapses around you as man machine take on the beasts of legend. All inspiring firefights where high caliber ordnance meets meets beak, talon, fang, and claw. Dynamic environments crumble around you as you and your enemies literally tear a living, and then it just goes dot dot dot. I, I mean, that sounds great. Game. Yeah, um, but again, I, I and got, oops. It, it it doesn't have a, uh, trophies, but it does have achievements. Okay. So I'm going to have to grab a 360 version. All right, cool, cool. But, um, but yeah, yeah, I grabbed that game. I uh, grabbed all those games, the six games, for, I want to say, like, under $40. Like, if you are in the market wow. for used games, uh, please check out bullmoose.com. It is, like, a main regional used goods store, um, and they're great. It's awesome. They're great. O- over $50 is free shipping. Uh, that really helped out when I was in California because I would just buy original Xbox game after original Xbox game. I am actually putting that down in my notepad right now. Yeah, their website uh, their website is not great, so just search directly for the game. Like, browsing the used games is a little rough. Um, so, yeah, just do, like, direct searches, and that should help. But, yeah, big fan. Yeah, I definitely want to check that out. That sounds like an awesome place. Sorry, I've been hogging the mic, though. What have you been playing, Elijah? So, I've really been playing two things. Uh, I played and literally... Five minutes before I set up the podcast here, I finished Vader Immortal for uh, I played on PSVR and it was really neat because the whole idea is Vader is looking for somebody to open up this pathway on Mustafar and you find out he's trying to find this. What's it called again? Like the sun piece or something like that. Okay for a reason to... I'm not going to spoil. I can guess. We, I think we all know what happened on Mustafar. I think we can guess what he's trying to do. Mm. Okay. All right. We'll talk after the pod. I just want to double check. Yes. Okay. Um, but it's really neat. Uh, each episode has a like lightsaber dojo because each episode, because it's three episodes long, you learn some more stuff. Like in the second episode, you start to use the force as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's fun. Like I found out the whole idea with lightsaber dojos, you have to try and trick it for, okay. For example, the first level of the dojo, three of like the training bots come out. Do you remember in a new hope when Luke is in the millennium Falcon and that like the little circular bot is shooting at him? Yeah. So at least for the couple levels I've done, they are the like enemy for training the mm. way to get the best time on that first part. That first mission is as soon as they come out of the ground, quick strike them. 
That way they just come up and you immediately cut them in half. Gotcha. Because the uh, like best time for that first lightsaber mission is five seconds. Uh, so it's like whack-a-mole. And I'm like, man, I don't know how I'm going to... Okay. Oh, I get it. But then after that, it becomes harder. But it's really neat. Uh, the game is fun. With PSVR, there is a stutter in the game occasionally. So And it's like, just the sound will stutter for a moment. So Vader will be there talking like, you do not realize what is happening here. And I'm just like, what just happened? And I'll do that occasionally. Just the, the sound will skits out. And I'm like, that takes me out of it. And it sounds kind of weird. Uh, I did find myself talking a lot while playing it. <laughs> like, whether to Vader or one of the other people or just the wall. Because there's a moment where the wall, I'm like, this is not scary at all. And mm -hmm. there's a giant face protruding from it. But it's a really fun game, really neat. Um, I grabbed it on sale, which I'm kind of glad I did. I don't think it's worth the, like, I think it's like 30 bucks. That Maybe it is 30. Normally. So you said it's three episodes. That's all the episodes yes. for it? Okay. Yes. Um, each so episode is, a, is a roughly... game. Yes. Each episode is roughly 50 minutes, so it's not very long at all. Wait, 50 or 15? 50. Okay. Oh, so, I, I write that. I mean, for a VR game, though, I think that's yeah. like... Okay. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it was neat. But the main game I played this week slash weekend was the new Dark Pictures anthology game, Little Hope. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you were super excited about that in the um, Yeah, I, I'm a big fan of this series. Man of Madon, it wasn't great. It definitely had problems. I really liked what it did. And it got me to look up the story of the real ship, the Orang Madon. Mm -hmm. Super interesting story there. Um. But then this new one, Little Hope, is set up in Massachusetts. And again, without spoiling the story, basically these five people get stranded in the town of Little Hope. And they are trying to figure out the history, like what's going on, how this girl Mary is entwined in all this, and how it goes back to the times of the witch trials there. Ooh. Which is, I've always been super interested in the whole witch trials thing. Uh, honestly, I, I want to go up to Salem so bad. Mm -hmm. um, and so I really enjoyed the game. I really liked the story and where it went. It definitely has problems. I'm not going to be around. Every character is way too animated okay. in those games. Like, all the time someone will be talking and they're their head is like turned like this. And this was like, they probably should not be moving that much. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, like I, said, I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed the writing in this one much more in man of Madon. They kind of spoiled the whole point of it, like halfway through the game. Okay. So that's, that's how I was able to basically choose the rational answers for that game. Uh, for this one, I got about three quarters of the way through and I'm like, I think I've literally been doing the opposite of what I should have been doing because I was thinking I was helping, but I wasn't, I was making it worse. Um, oh, but like that wasn't like a failure of the game. That was like, a, no, okay. it was, it wasn't a failure of the game. It was a, well, now it's harder for me to get all these people out alive. Gotcha. And spoiler alert. I didn't. Two of them died. Oh no. Although one of them, I'm, um, I feel like 
was on the controller, just not reading an input, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of not what you want in a game that uses QTEs like that. Sure. But I feel like I pressed square when it wanted me to, and it was like, you didn't press anything. Why are you the way you are? Well, you, you just let him die, and I'm like, well, well actually, yeah. <laughs> I didn't. But okay. <laughs> uh, sorry. Um, does this use the Dual Shock or does this use the Move controller? Uh, this does use Dual Shock. Okay. Um, I like those games. I honestly, I think I prefer those. Like obviously, obviously, like uh, that oh, guy. What was the name of that game? The shooty game from PSVR, like the British gangster one. Uh the full game blood and truth yeah okay like that game obviously better with move controllers but yeah. like the my, my few experiences with just using the vr headset with a controller really pleasant i like i i don't yeah. mind playing that way keep in mind man of madon is not vr oh it's I not wish, no oh I, I, oh my god those games vr oh my god until dawn vr i i played both until dawn vr games really liked them but just the actual until dawn and vr did I they do the that. inpatient yes Okay, but that was VR. Yes. Okay, that's why I just assumed all these games were VR. Yeah, so there was Until Dawn, mm-hmm. and then Until Dawn, Rush of Blood, and The Inpatient are both Until Dawn games. Okay. That are both VR. Then they did Hidden Agenda, which is one of the PlayLink games that you control with your phone. Okay. And stars Katie Cassidy, who was in the hit show Arrow. Oh, yeah. Um. Then they did... I don't remember. I don't know if it was before or after Hidden Agenda. They did another PSVR game, which is the only one of theirs I haven't played yet, called Bravo Team, which I really want to. Which is it was really strange for them. He's all out of note. Whereas a, it was a military shooter. Um, but then they did Man of Madon and now Little Hope, and their next game was teased at the end of this one, as they always do. House of Ash, I think it's called. Uh, set to come out next year, so mm-hmm. I'll okay. play the crap out of that too. Yeah, it was it was a fun game. It took me maybe four and a half, five hours, if that. Uh, I love that. That's that's huge to me. Um, yes, it it didn't overstay its welcome. Cool. And at the end, it all came together. I'm like, okay, this, oh, this man. makes so much that more ki- sense now. That kills my follow up question. I was going to ask if it was like, would this game have been better not in VR? Because you're talking about like the weird animation style for like the yeah the over. Yeah, like that. That's what makes it even where they're just so animated. Like the whole, like you know, me sitting here talking to you. I move my head a little bit, but in the game, it's always like, see how I move my head now. This is how people talk in the game. I'm like, no, no, nobody moves like that when they're speaking, yeah, or when they're not speaking. Unless they're possessed. This is an audio podcast, so no one saw. But just to no. explain what I saw, it looked like Elijah was trying to motion with his head that someone beside him had a gun, and he was trying to yes. point at the exact person who had a gun. So yeah, it's, it's a very just it, all all over the place. It, the game should not run like that, but yeah. that that's really my biggest criticism. Uh, it's a, it's a thirty dollar game to begin with, so it's not like it's going to break the bank or anything. Uh, it's meant to be played a couple times, you know, to get the best ending you can. Mm-hmm. But I, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. I'm definitely going to be playing again. I want to get everyone to survive. I was going to say, how, how many? How long are you going to put it down before you go back to try to get the platinum? I'm going to put it down a little bit because while I do want to remember a lot, I also don't want it to be super fresh in my mind. Gotcha. Because then going through parts where it's like, I can't skip a cutscene or that. I was like, come on. 
Don't want to see this. <laughs> uh, but also, I am I am glad I did find out what needed to be found out to get the mostly good ending. So I'm proud of myself on that one. So I'm like, yeah, I trust my instincts. But that's really all I've been playing. Uh, I'm trying to think. No, no, nothing else. That, okay. that That's what my week has been. Now, why don't we get into our news for today? Yeah. George, tell us a little bit about the future of Friday the 13th. Well, it's weird that I chose this news story. Oh my god, side note, we should have talked about this next week. Oh, should we have? Next week, the, the podcast releases on Friday the 13th. Oh, okay. Well... But yes, tell us the future. This will just prepare people in time for Friday the 13th. Um... So Friday the 13th is that game. I think it came out in 2018, um, but it's from developer Ilphonic. And uh, this article is coming out of GameSpot from uh, Darren Bontus, I think is how you say his name. Uh, But it looks like Friday the 13th uh, is on PS4, PC, Xbox One. Uh, Dedicated servers are shutting down in this month's patch, and the game will go back to -to peer-to-peer matchmaking for quick play lobbies. Uh, database servers will stay active so that all player progression and unlocks can still be accessed in quick play and private matches. Um, I've never played this game. I don't give a crap about this game, but I think it's important to talk about. Uh, This game, I will give it credit. I did some research just to make sure I wasn't running my mouth off. This game added bot support. Oh, that's awesome. A couple years ago. So like, if you want to just get into a quick game, not wait for friends, not wait for real people. That is totally an option. I'm sure it's not as good as playing with real people, but it is at least an option. And Elijah, you and I both love Killzone Liberation on our PS Vita. Yeah. That added yeah. a bot mode. Granted, it costs $2, but uh, the servers, I, I got into a couple matches because I had to for a trophy and I got very lucky, but then they announced that the servers would be shutting down and then there was an outpouring of criticism of that decision. So then the servers were back up. But I don't really care because I got the multiplayer trophies I need. And here's the thing. They didn't announce that they were shutting down the servers. They just randomly shut down one day. Uh, That was the problem. Okay, yeah, that is garbage. And and then it came up like a day later and everyone's like, so are you shutting down? (laughs) Are you not? What's going on? And literally their only response was, sorry. It doesn't tell us anything. <laughs> that was that was the kill zone ordeal. Uh, but I'm going to use this news article as an excuse to bring something up. If your game has multiplayer, you need to bake in a bot mode. You have to do that. If yes. multiplayer is a considerable draw of your game, even if it's not, even if it's just included as a distraction, there needs to be a bot mode to sort of fill that void when your servers will inevitably close. Um. That bot mode will ensure that that game will continue being bought for a long time. Yeah, it's that. And it's also like, no, nah, man, you sold this game on the premise of multiplayer. And like, I, I guess you can't fault super old games. Um, a, because DLC wasn't as prevalent, like even on Xbox, the original Correct. Xbox and PS2 and all that stuff. But it's like, I don't know, like there's a whole bunch of games that you can still buy brand new in places. And I think there's like a reasonable expectation that like every Madden on PS4 would have an active server and it makes sense that it wouldn't, but at the same time, you'd at least expect it to like while the generation is still out, you know, 
Yeah. Um, <clears throat> that was a bad example because you can play an exhibition game, but like that's what I'm saying is like there is that sort of yeah outlet that you ba- can yeah. do with that. Basically, game. the exhibition is a bot mode. Is the bot basically. mode? Yeah. Yeah. But then, like I don't know, like Battlefield. For me, granted, this is coming from a really selfish place where I'm just like, but you're telling me I can't get trophies anymore? So, like, figure out a way for me to get trophies <laughs> after you shut down the servers and I can no longer get trophies. I'm looking at you, Singularity for PS3. That's uh, all I want. While we're talking about this, I, I want to make sure you know they're shutting down the uh, servers for uh, Middle-Earth Shadow of Mordor at the end of this year. Okay. And there is a single trophy or achievement that you need to have online for. All right, cool. Thank you. That is very good um, to know. I will install and that game. Also, just to make sure you know, the regular game and the game of the year edition have separate trophy lists. Sure. Why not? <laughs> why, so, why, why wouldn't? So if you have um, both, you have to get online for yeah. both. Um, basically, what it is, I guess, the one... Uh, trophy slash achievement is for doing a what's it called like a revenge mission or something like that okay but basically it is you have to kill an urukai that has killed one of your friends so it it needs that it needs that online support in order to read basically your friends list who has played the game god that sounds like such a pain in the ass of a trophy Yes, yes, it does. Also, so, don't, uh, don't do that. Like, versions. I'm all for a hard trophy list. Don't give a complicated trophy list. There's a huge difference. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If there's eight steps to get a trophy, like that's fine. Like, like getting the 100% trophy in GTA Vice City sucked, but it was hard. It wasn't complicated. It, you know. Yes. <laughs> God, I cannot wait till we do our trophy podcast. Right now, it's all I can think about. Thank God, nothing big is happening today. Otherwise, I'd have to think about something else. Right. But yeah, I like I'm not very good at this kind of game myself, but I think it sucks that the servers are shutting down. Um, thankfully, you'll still be able to do peer to peer. Yeah, but it just sucks. Well, that and just like I don't like I don't know. Maybe give the option for me to like create my own server. You know, like yeah, if I could rent a server for like a dollar an hour even you know like yeah. I, I don't actually know what a good rate is for a server i don't really know stuff yeah, no, um but like give me the option to set up a private server like if i could set up a private server for even like battlefield bad company 2 i bet i could get a whole bunch of friends to do that with their old oh yeah threes, you know oh yeah i in a heartbeat if, if you were to say hey this day at this time getting some people together and renting a server i'd be like i'll see if i have the game and if not i'll buy it and I'll, not, buy. I'll, I'll buy it for four ninety nine on the PS3 store. Yeah, a dollar on at bullmoose.com. Um, unless it's unless it's Destiny, because uh, Destiny the first one still costs fifty nine ninety nine on PSN. Oh man, I think that's a hate I mean, crime in some countries. Meanwhile, the disc is a dollar ninety nine at GameStop. Yeah, yeah. Now, I was trying to think of a good uh, segue. Good segue into that, and I got nothing. So, over the weekend, this comes from Susanna Polo over at Polygon. Not all of Ubisoft's PS4 games will work on PS5. And this will go deeper than just the story, and I'll talk about that shortly. All of Ubisoft's Xbox One games will be backwards compatible on the Xbox Series X. 
but eight of PlayStation four, eight of the, I can English, I swear. I believe eight you got PlayStation it. four titles will not make the jump to PlayStation five, according to a blog post on Ubisoft Connect. Quote. Most of our back catalog of games will have backward compatibility between the next and current generation of consoles, Ubisoft's statement reads, with a few exceptions. These exceptions are Assassin's Creed Syndicate, Assassin's Creed Chronicles Trilogy Pack, India, China, and Russia, Risk, Star Trek Bridge Crew, Werewolves Within, and Space Junkies. Now, they then walked this back like a day afterwards and said, sorry, we took this down from the blog for inaccuracies. They didn't tell us what those inaccuracies are. But the reason I wanted to bring this up, this comes to an even bigger problem. PlayStation themselves said, only these 10 games we listed will not work on PS5. None of those 10 games are the games here that Ubisoft is saying aren't working. What 10 games did they say? God, was it Robinson the Journey, TT Isle of Man 2. Oh, so it's all right. It wasn't like VVWR. Okay, sorry. So it wasn't like Sorry, I thought it was like specific Ubisoft titles. No, like none of these Ubisoft titles were listed in the. 10 games that PlayStation said won't work on PS5. Gotcha. I'm like, I mean, 10 games out of the entire PS4 library they're saying won't work. That's really good. (laughs) But now Ubisoft is saying these eight games won't work. So somebody is lying to us. Well, that, but who Ubisoft took it down for inaccuracies, right? Yes. They didn't say what that is. Okay. Like, for it's, all we for all we know, they could have been like, nah, risk works. What are you doing? Well, there's that's the thing, is that there's really two options, or I guess technically three options, where it's either fewer than eight games are compatible, you know, all the way down to zero. It's more than eight games are incompatible, or it's exactly eight games, but it's not these eight games. Like th- those are the only like opportunities for inaccuracy, right? Yeah, or they're walking back everything and being like, oh, wait, no, they'll work. Just kidding. I think it's important that they work. Like, I I think parity between Xbox and PlayStation is very important. Um, I I, I think that has to be key. Uh, That said, I don't really want to go back and play any of these games, so I don't care. I guess, like, the one would be Syndicate. That would be, like, the one I kind of want to go back and check out. Um, I mean, I I kind of want I kind of want to check out the Chronicles games. I've wanted okay. to for a while. Um, and granted, I'm gonna have my PS4 in the other room once my PS5 comes, so it's not like I won't be able to. But I just think it's crappy that they won't work for reasons unknown. Sure, or they will work. We don't know, but I guess somebody yeah. is lying the, to us in some fashion. And I don't like it. <laughs> exactly. I guess it's weird that it's like this close to a console launch and there's still so many like miscommunications between companies and publishers, you know, like between like the people who rely on PlayStation for, for their living, you know? Um, yeah. Uh, besides that though, like, um, 
I don't know. I, I totally get the argument about like, oh, I bought a PlayStation Five to play PlayStation Five games, and like, yeah, I get that. But I still play my GameCube, so like, yeah, same. And I wouldn't if I could play GameCube games on my Switch. You know, <laughs> like, I plan on playing a lot of PlayStation Four games on my PlayStation Five, actually. And that's what I, I was. I don't remember if I was talking to Austin or what, but I used the example when Gran Turismo Six came out. That came out for PS Three a month after the PS4 came out. Mm -hmm. And it was very different because at that time you had your PS4 out and it was like, Oh, I could get this game, but then I need to plug the PS3 back in everything. Now you'll have your PS5 set up and a new PS4 game comes out. It's just like, I'll play it, pick it up and put it right in my PS5. I don't have to like hook up any other consoles or anything like that. It'll, it's a much different this time around. Um, It would make, I know me, much more enticing to pick up new PS4 games. Yeah. Because I can just put it right in the console I have plugged in. I don't have to worry about plugging anything else or anything. So I think that will be a huge change this time around too. Yeah, especially because, I don't know, you remember, I think it was this console generation where everyone was just saying backwards compatibility is impossible. And then Microsoft did it. And they were like, yeah, but the original Xbox is impossible. And then oh, Microsoft went and did it. Yeah. And I fully believe that uh, PlayStation could have figured it out with um, with the PlayStation 3. Uh, but they just invested so much into Gaikai, which became PlayStation now, um, that they kind of, you know, couldn't really abandon that uh, yeah that investment. And, like, I totally get like I love PlayStation now. I think PlayStation now is great. I, think, I don't play it much, but I agree with you on that completely. Yeah, I, th- I think it's when it works, it's awesome. But, like, it's the same thing that's the problem with every streaming service like that. Um, but I do think it, it is, it is like an elegant solution. It's just, it's the same problem with like Xbox where it's just like, Oh man, I would love to put in incredible Hulk ultimate destruction and have that work on my Xbox one, but I can't, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's just well, like, okay, so how elegant is this solution for backwards compatibility? It's not, it's not true backwards compatibility. Yeah. It's, just, it's selective backwards yeah. compatibility. Well, that's why last month, I was on a binge playing a whole bunch of Xbox 360 games that aren't backwards compatible with Xbox One or Head. And I'm like, I have my Xbox 360 hooked up right next to me, so... I hope these games work. Like I said, I'm not as affected because my PS4 is going to be in the next room. Yeah. But it doesn't mean nobody would want to actually go back and play those. And Star Trek Bridge Crew is uh, cross-play between PSVR and Oculus and everything. Oh, it is? Yes. Oh, that's super cool. Also, that game is super fun. Is it really? Yes. I'm not even a big Star Trek person, but that game is super fun. Talk to me about trophies there, Elijah. I need to get more of them. Okay. They're not that hard. Do I need to get this bridge crew? I will will figure out a way to make PSVR work in my tiny room. We will get all of the trophies. If you promise me a Star Trek bridge crew platinum by the end of the year. Uh, I will look at the trophy list again to be sure. But if I recall, I'm like, oh, these aren't going to be hard. Just do stuff. Maybe a little time consuming, but not hard at all. If I remember correctly. Cool. Cool. All right. Well, I'll look into it sorry. Me. We're, we're talking shop. We'll take this, take this off the pod and uh, take this oh, no. in, into the DM. Well, one day we're just going to have a pod. That's just all about trophies. I mean, honestly, I would love to just go through a trophy list and just talk about all of our platinums. That, that, could, be, that could be like a bonus episode around the holidays when everyone will invariably be busy. I like this idea. Yeah. We'll have to uh, have your people talk to my people. 
Oh wait, yeah. my, your people are my people. I, I Easier. Think, I think our people are the same people. Yeah, they are. They are. Now, before we finish up today, I, you know, George brought us a game the other day, which uh, Soul Caliber. Um, <laughs> also, just side note, Soul Caliber shirt. Oh wow. Um. So, I thought it was my turn to bring a game, which I totally didn't steal this from uh, IGN's Game Scoop. I'm going to be 100% honest, I was about to start singing a Mario song for some reason, and I'm like, that's not right, but that is a wonderful shirt. Oh yeah, sorry, I was showing, I was flashing Elijah my goods, and it was a, a Link to the Past shirt. We're both nerds who wear video game shirts for our yeah. podcast day. Uh, I didn't even plan this, it was just a shirt I grabbed for work. Yeah, it was just on top of the laundry pile, what can you do? <laughs> exactly. But uh, I kind of stole this from IGN's Game Scoop podcast. I am going to play video game 20 questions with Mr. Loftus here. Cool, cool. So, George, on the count of three, when I say go, you may start. All right. Go. I'm not playing by your rules. I do want to <laughs> say, uh, I think GameScoop is like the longest running podcast I've been listening to. Like, I've been listening to that since 2011. I, f- I first listened to it in 2013 back uh right after pax east when i went to the game scoop panel and i like stood up and talked about why i thought bioshock was game of the generation mm-hmm. and i'm like this would be neat to listen back to and then i just started i've been listening to game scoop ever since then oh very cool yeah man, i went to uh i went to beyond 300 when they had that one in san francisco that was super oh, fun. that's cool and then i did some work for ign in the past couple of years um so nice big, big fan of that website Pretty good website, I guess. It's kind of uh, red, I guess. Yeah, but sorry. Uh, 20, video game, 20 questions. All right. Yes. Um, did this game come out after the year 1990? Sorry, after January yeah. 1st, 1990? Yes. Did it come out after January 1st, 2000? Yes. Did it come out after January 1st, 2010? Yes. Is this on the current generation of consoles? No. Is this on the PS3, Xbox 360, Wii generation? Yes. All right. Is this a is this a multi-platform title? This is harder to figure out, so I will say for console, no. Okay. All right. So it's on a console, and it was on PC. I'm guessing. Okay. All right. That's what is that six? Yes. Oh my god! I don't know how they do it on that show shaking in my boots over here and i'm always the guy yelling like it's clearly this game you idiot and um i'm always wrong it's great Um, by the way i sent in one once and they didn't get it right they almost did oh yeah uh yeah i'm trying to think like oh do you wear hats in this game can you see your feet in this game uh those aren't real questions but i'm just trying to think of the dumb questions seven eight (laughs) oh no (laughs) all right uh was this a play uh no was this an xbox 360 game Yes. All right. Um, is the developer of this game American? No. Is the developer of this game Japanese? No. Is the developer of this game European? Yes. Do you swing a sword in this game? No. Do you shoot guns in this game? Yes. 
right? European shooty game. Oh my god, why are there so many? Why are there so many video games, Elijah? <laughs> uh, I'm on twelve. Yes. Oh my god. All right, so European Xbox 360 game where you shoot console exclusive to the Xbox 360. Is this part of the Gears of War franchise? No. You know where I was going with that, right? Yes. Okay, yeah. Thought it was Gears of War Judgment. Damn. All right. Uh, For those of you playing along at home, I am not looking anything up. Uh, My hands have been on my lap, occasionally drinking for my tea. Just want to know how... I want want everyone to know that I'm respecting the sanctity of the game. I have tea, too. Oh, is that a a Wendy's cup? Yes, it is. I recognize that baby powder blue anywhere. Right. It's pretty cool. I checked the newspaper today. I got coupons for a Baconator, so might be doing some things. Hey. We'll, we'll see how tonight goes. Again, not that anything major is happening tonight. No, not at all. No. Might have to eat some feelings. Uh, we'll see. All right. Is this a first-person perspective game? No. All right. Third-person sh- shooter game made in Europe, Xbox console exclusive, made after 2010 but not on xbox one so it had to come out in a three-year window a hint you're focusing too much on the shooter aspect okay 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 so third person action game i think is what that means because you don't swing swords but that doesn't mean there's not melee combat and so i'm guessing it's a third person platformer with shooty bits in it, but shooting's not a focus. Um, is the developer still in business? Yes. All right. In fact, the uh, that developer's newest game is the theme on my PS4. <laughs> um, all right. All right, all right. Oh, oh, oh. Is this game spooky? Yes. Do you have a flashlight? Yes. Is, is there a big battery endorsement deal made for this game? Yes. Was this the main game or was this... Uh, oh, so wait, that's not a yes or no question. Is this the main game in the series? Yes. Is it Alan Wake? Yes, it is. Thank you for the tasty nugget you gave me. I think that might be cheating, but I needed it, so thank you. That's why, like you were saying about a third it being a third-person shooter, I'm like, I mean, they're shooting in it, but I wouldn't really consider it a third-person shooter yeah. because the main weapon is the flashlight. Right, right, right. I actually, so, I've never played that game. I don't like spooky games, but I actually just downloaded it to my Xbox, and I was like, you know what, George? You're gonna get over yourself. You're gonna put on your 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 man boots, and you're gonna do some 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 grown up playing. I it it is it is spooky, but it's not bad. Be that no point what I was I like oh or like jump or anything like that. It's kind of like oh that's strange. I wonder I wonder if that mechanic's gonna come back because like I know the ray tracing means lighting will be super intense mm-hmm. on uh on next gen consoles. And I think people were really excited just because you could do so much more intense lighting on Xbox 360 and PS3. Mm-hmm. But the other flashlight game that came out then, that was uh, Silent Hill Shattered Memories, right? Yes. And granted, was. that was like with the immersion with the Wiimote. But I mean, that was still like, yeah, flashlights got really hot for a second there. Um, All I will say is 
the Alan Wake DLC for Control, which Control is my theme on PS4. That was that was what really pushed it over. Yeah, I was like, wait, what game could come out on PS4? But it was 360. <gasps> um, the Alan Wake DLC for it basically sets up for a sequel to Alan Wake. Cool, and it, and they own that IP, so that could come yes. to PS4, but they can't publish Alan Wake the first correct. on PS4. To the, be- okay. to the best of my knowledge, correct. Okay. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if at some point we do see the original Alan Wake on a PlayStation console, because I could see Xbox being okay with it, considering like what happened with like Cuphead and everything. Well, I think it's got to be like a tit for tat kind of deal. Like, I don't know. Is did Heavy Rain ever come to Xbox? No. Like, not even now, right? No. Heavy Rain, Beyond Two Souls, and Detroit Become Human have never. Yeah, I, they came to PC, right? Yes. Oh, correct. It's a, yeah. I don't know if that's like if that's literally just like oh, we'll swap picks, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, that, between the two that... publishers. The biggest thing was I never expected Cuphead to come to PS4 sure. because, you know, studio. MHR, MDHR. I was going to say ASMR. No, uh, it's, yes, Moldahauer, right? Yeah. Um, studio MDHR, while they made the game, Xbox basically has all the rights to the game. Sure. Like when it came to Switch, it was basically Xbox saying, yeah, we'll bring it to Switch. And now the game's out on PS4. And I feel like Xbox had a significant part in that coming to PS4. Okay. So I could see them being okay with Remedy bringing Alan Wake. Well, especially since they're going to get Elder Scrolls and uh, whatever this Starfield and the next Fallout. It still feels weird. Like, what's weirder to you? Tom Brady going to Tampa Bay or Microsoft owning Bethesda? Microsoft owning Bethesda. Yeah, right? No, me too. (laughs) Like, I still Um, think that's weirder. (laughs) So here's the thing, though. I don't think there's going to be Xbox exclusives. Really? Um, Considering in an interview recently with... There were two interviews recently that both kind of pointed to this. First off, with Phil Spencer, where they asked him... Can you recoup? Do you think you can recoup your money like from this? And he basically said, you know, we wouldn't do this if we didn't think we could. Uh, they will be strong sellers for Xbox. They'll be great to have on X, X or on Game Pass. I'm only answering the question you asked me. Like he made that specific point that like he specifically answered that question and that question did not pertain to the games only being on Xbox. And then there was an interview with Todd Howard recently where they talked about, you know, the acquisition by Xbox and that. And at one point, Todd Howard said, it is very hard for me to picture the Elder Scrolls being an exclusive. I mean, I guess Morrowind was an exclusive on the original Xbox, yeah. but whatever. <laughs> well, and you know, at the time, yeah. I don't think. Yeah. I think Xbox could handle stuff that PlayStation. Yeah, no, could. and PlayStation Two couldn't GameCube, which is yeah. weird because GameCube is actually more powerful than PlayStation Two, which I don't think a yeah, lot of really people. Is. I don't think a lot of people realize that. Um, yeah. God, I love the GameCube. God, I 
game 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 two. We gotta do one just like ranking episode. We gotta do a platinum episode. Um see we just need, we to, have, we just need everyone else to leave the podcast. We can finally have yeah, time exactly. to be together. Yeah. You know, once everyone else leaves and it's just you and me, there will never be a rhyme or reason to what any episode will be about. It'll just oh be about God, something completely random. It's great. And plus, like we'll live in a world where Breath of the Wild is just fine. If that. It's the world I want to be in. Yeah. Same. <laughs> Austin. <laughs> But, you know, I mean, honestly, you know what game I'd rather have on my Switch than Breath of the Wild? Oblivion. Like, yeah, bring Oblivion yeah. to Switch. Like, impress me. Show me the, some of that older stuff. Bring Fallout 3. Make Fallout 3 work on Switch. That'll get my attention. I don't know if I ever told you about this, but uh, I have 1,000 out of 1,000 achievement points for Oblivion. Oh, man, how much does it break your heart that you have that and not a platinum? I want to talk about it. Well, it's not your fault, man. Like they still never brought trophies. I don't understand. Like I'm not a computer engineer. I can't begin to imagine how difficult this is, but I don't think it's as difficult as that. Like, why don't they remaster? I mean, now I know why they don't, but why don't, why didn't they remaster oblivion and bring that to PS4? You know, there is one that breaks my heart because the PS3 version does have trophies. I have all 1,000 achievement points for Rock Band 2. Oh, you poor son of a... In fact, I got the final achievement I needed two years ago. Was it I, I, endless set I, list? Like, doing no, the entire set list twice? No. I just needed to beat uh, the, like... I, 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 it's been so long. But they're, like, the challenge set list. And I just needed to beat the highest challenge set list. And I'm like, okay. And I just played it on base. Yeah, that's the secret and, to doing I, that stuff, by the way. And, just play on and base. And I got it. And I got the last achievement I needed. So I'm like... <sighs> I regret not buying Guitar Hero and like Rock Band for PS4. I really do regret it. I have the Xbox 360 stuff. I just care about trophies way more than achievements. And I actually just bought a whole bunch of Guitar Hero stuff for 360 through Facebook Marketplace off this very sweet old woman. In, in <laughs> like the town over uh, i just need to go into the basement and dig out my guitar but man i just wish i had it on ps4 you uh you do need to get that ps4 one sometime uh main reason being they straight up said all instruments and all dlc and everything will all come over to ps5 um also we can help each other get trophies okay uh, for Rock Band or Guitar Hero? Sorry, I'm I'm opening up eBay. I feel like this is becoming a bad podcast. Mainly so. Rock Band, okay. But uh, I have Guitar Hero as well. Okay. But yeah, um, we are going to call it there for the night. This has been a wonderful little fireside chat between George and I. Oh God, so intimate when you hear that snap, crackle, pop. Really, really is. Remember, you can find Frame Skip on all podcatchers. We we are just everywhere now. It's wonderful. Anywhere where you can review, please do. It really helps us out. Uh, send your questions in at our question form, bit.ly slash frameskipq, or at frameskippodcast at gmail.com. Oh, get the f*** out of here. Sorry. A rock band bundle with two guitars and a drum set is... $255 on eBay. Wow. Yeah. I mean, 
that's five dollars more than when it came out and it has a second guitar uh yeah but that's that's not what you want elijah no the drum kits are super hard to find now yeah and apparently so is the guitar 2.99 for just the fender guitar and the game god darn it you can find us sorry for that last minute swear (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at FrameskipPod or Facebook at Facebook.com slash FrameskipPod. You can get your hosts, me at Loco Lizardman, George at GB Loftus, mm. Seth at Seth S. Taylor, and Austin at Austin J. Eller. Take note, if you are listening to this on or before Saturday, November 7th, 2020, I am going to be streaming for Extra Life uh, at least 12 hours, maybe like an extra hour, hour and a half after that as well. But I'm going to be streaming, uh, doing donations for Extra Life. Uh, I am going to have goals to come up with. So like if so much of this, if we like make so much, get so much in donations, I will have to do certain things such as at one point, I haven't determined the price yet, but once we reach it, if we reach it, I have to spend the rest of the day talking in the same accent as the new Apex Legends character. Do we um, know what their accent is yet? It, I don't know for sure, but it's either Scottish or Irish. Okay, so it's not racist when you do. Okay, that's that's great. Just wanted to double check. <laughs> no, yeah, it, it's just Scottish or Irish, and I'm not bad at it from what I hear. Um, okay. And if we reach another milestone... I will have to try and do the rest, try, try and do the rest of the stream wearing my Boba Fett helmet. How much for you to shave your beard? So another goal is going to be, I have to shave my beard and keep the mustache, just like Rahul Cooley's character Owen in The Haunting of Bly Manor. That's a good one. Uh, uh, yeah, show me the list of games you're playing. I might, uh, might try to join you. Also, I've got pretty long hair, and if people are willing to give money for a children's charity, Elijah, how long is my hair? That's got some decent length to it. Yeah, I was going for like a real Eric Matthews vibe. Uh, it's, it's, it's working. Yeah, thank you. Uh, if if it'll help, I, I'd like to put my hair on the auction block. I don't know. Awesome. I don't know if that uh, helps anything, if that moves a needle. I, I'm going to come up with uh, final things here in a day or two to get ready, so yeah, this Saturday, uh, I'm going to start at like 7 or 8 in the morning. First thing first, I'm going to play straight through Resident Evil 4. Ooh. And then after that, we're just going to do some multiplayer games and hanging out for a while until... I was going to go much longer, but honestly, it's not exactly healthy. And I'm going to be exhausted and I get cranky when I'm exhausted. So, But I want to put that in there quick. So thanks everybody for joining. And until next time... Good night, Frameskip. Good night. I'll see you in another life, brother.